the Carolina Hurricanes took care of business against the Anaheim Ducks tonight, six to three, and are inverse of their score the last go around. But the outcome was different, and we discuss all of that in this episode of Locked On Hurricanes. Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today I am joined by Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks as we break down this game against the Ducks. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now, it is time oh, to talk I'm, I'm, about I'm, I'm, this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep there. Like the Ducks did the majority of this game. <laughs> <laughs> like I did during the third like period. That the Ducks were just. Yeah, this was a. I mean, I can't believe you slept in the third period. I mean, that was fun for you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. you work a week straight. The second it... period. The second period was the most interesting by far. And it wasn't close. I mean, you had all the goals. You had a little bit of the rough stuff. It was fun for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that. Yeah. Yeah. The Hurricanes have now extended their point streak to seven games. And like you said, the second period is kind of when all the action kind of took place um, in the first period. Yeah, the Hurricanes did score uh two goals within 15 seconds of each other that was obviously really cool you know i they score one i get up to fill my cup and as i'm in the kitchen filling it up with water they score again i'm like oh what the heck just happened are they showing a replay what's going on uh but no they're up to nothing which is great um but like you said in the second period is when the ducks really came back uh, yeah, I said at the top of the episode, the score was the same as the last time these two teams met back in October. It was 6-3 mm-hmm. back then, uh, but this time it was flipped around. Um, and in that previous game, you know, the Ducks had went up 3 nothing early. Uh, the Hurricanes fought back you know, and made it you know, 6-3. Kind of happened in this game, Uh Sort of. Uh, the Ducks you know, did uh, come back in that second period, tied it up at three. Obviously, the Hurricanes did, uh, you know, ex- obviously extend their lead, you know, to six or to, well, I guess three goals, but making it six total yeah, goals. It was three. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, I mean, that was kind of cool, you know, you know, same scores last time. But uh, second period, we did see uh, Pyotr Kochekov uh, go down with an upper body injury uh, after a collision with mm-hmm. one of the Ducks players. Antiranta came in. He did his job good. He didn't have a whole lot of work to do. Uh, I believe he only faced like three. I have to shots, point out. It wasn't a lot. I got to point out. 
Anti Ronta got the win with three saves officially. Mm hmm. Yeah. On the NHL sites. What the heck? I mean, that's not a whole lot of work. I mean, imagine saying, yeah, I got a three save win. If you got a three save mm -hmm. win, something happened, obviously. Yeah. And he played a period and a half. And what happened was, um, we can't say his nickname, but mm -hmm. yeah, he played a period and a half. But that was the Ducks falling asleep again. First period, the Ducks were just catatonic. You know how many shots they had in the first period? The Ducks, I can count it in one finger. One. Mm -hmm. One shot. And that one shot came from Sam Carrick about 15 minutes into the first. That was it. Mm -hmm. Third period, the Ducks didn't do much better. Carolina just really took over that third period and stifled the Ducks pretty much the entire time. Anytime the Ducks got into the offensive zone, the Canes were right there to take it out. Anytime the Ducks had any kind of movement going into the zone, and this went for every Ducks defenseman. Cam Fowler, who did not look great in this game. Fowler has not looked good the past few games. So I, I give credit you're frozen there we go <laughs> Okay. Live. Uh, we're live, folks. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jared, but can, he, I can I tell you yeah, about all ahead. the injuries the Ducks have right now? Because yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. Leo Carlson is still out with a sprained knee. He's still going to be out for a couple of weeks. Pavel Mintikov, he is out for a couple of months because of a separated shoulder. Trevor Zegris is out about two months because of a broken ankle. They just got rid of Jamie Drysdale in that blockbuster-ish trade. Mm -hmm. So they're missing quite a few players, the Ducks are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, injuries piling up, it it sucks for a team. It, it mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Whether it's a team, you know, at the top of the standings, whether it's a team vying for a number one overall pick, like injuries suck. It, they do. And it just <sighs> makes things go from bad to worse. You know? And Isaac Lundestrom just came back, by the way. Mm -hmm. So hallelujah for that. I feel like I'm... Oh, John Gibson got hurt in this game, by the way. Mm -hmm. He yeah. left at the end of the second period, did not come back in the third period. So Lukas Dostal came into the game in relief, gave up one goal. That was it. Yeah, imagine giving up one goal and that's it. Now, Dostal was fine. Just Carolina played their butts off. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing for me, you know, heading into this game was, you know, Carolina uh, avoiding rust uh, from having you know, such a long break in between games because we've seen in the past, you know, where they've had an extended break and it comes back to bite them in the butt. Uh, we, we've seen that before. That was my main concern heading into this game. And for the most part, you know, aside from the second period, they were able to avoid that. Um, you know, like Hurricane's special teams has been absolutely booming. 
as mm-hmm. of late, and they extended it to eight straight games with a power play goal with uh, Steph Nason's power play goal tonight. So former that Duck, way. former Duck, Stefan yep. Nason. Yep, yep. Uh, he has been great for the team over his tenure here as well. So, and he's having another great season this year as well. So that was great um, for them. You know, I said earlier, you know, just, you know, I want to bring this up for you, Jason. Um, you know, they are, you know, as a whole, um, oh gosh, where were they? They were second in the league in uh, power play and then ninth in the league in uh, penalty killing. But PK. since yeah. um, December 1st, um, during that time frame, they are, um, well, this was pre-game tonight uh first in the league and power play uh at 40.4 percent uh third scoring on 13 and 25 attempts uh penalty killing was also first in the league at 92.7 percent aho and sveshnikov alone had 18 points on the power play in the last seven games this was all prior to tonight's game so of course these numbers are going to be different now um so they're how their special teams had really been booming. So it's great to see that that is continuing. And then of course, you know, now having, you know, just, you know, continued their point streak to seven games. So they're really rolling right now. Um, and then Seth Jarvis also making his case uh, to be voted in as an all-star. Uh, he's had a fantastic season. He had another great night tonight. Uh, two fantastic assists adding a goal on top of it during the third uh he's had 31 points in 41 games as well so you know he's i'll give credit it was good night i'll give credit i will give credit where credit is due uh seth jarvis i think really exposed the ducks a lot during this game he was one of those guys that kind of took over early on in the game and expose the ducks in their kind of weird quasi. It was a weird man to man, like not only I said quasi man to man. Carolina is just a faster team right now, and the ducks with the young defenseman being out or gone now, they're left with guys like Cam Fowler, Earl Vakaninen is in your top pairing. That's how bad the ducks are right now. Vakaninen's the top pairing defenseman, Radko Gudis. Labushkin did not have a good game. Uh, Jackson Lacombe had a pretty, pretty miserable game and an especially mm-hmm. bad third period, which I want to talk about just briefly. Um, Jackson Lacombe has made some rookie mistakes throughout the season. He had a very bad rookie mistake in this one, which led to the Canes. I think it was the sixth goal where Lacombe had the puck in his own, like behind. Lukash Dostal mm-hmm. and passed it to absolutely no one. I'm like, what are you doing? He passed it to no one, right to Martinuk, who got it over to Brent Burns and just exposed the Ducks again. So good, good on mm-hmm. Seth Jarvis. Really, yeah, he's having a- kind of showing all the flaws in the Ducks defense right now. Mm-hmm. It's- Ducks are going to have some fun tape to watch tomorrow. That's for sure. Um, 
But, you know, we're talking a lot about Seth Jarvis, but, you know, there were other standout players uh, in this game, you know, for good and for bad, of course. And we will dive into those guys right after this quick break. Now, it's almost the halfway point of the season, Canes and Ducks fans. So regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey. You know, we've talked a lot about Seth Jarvis, talked about Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechnikov. So, you know, you can, you know, put some money on those guys. And of course, you're not just limited to the NHL. Throw in- one duck in there. How about Frank <laughs> Vetrano? Throw him in there. Yeah. Frank Vetrano, John Gibson, you know, whoever, when Trevor Zegers comes back, you know, you've got a whole bunch of guys there. The possibilities are endless and you aren't just limited to the NHL. You can also uh, play daily fantasy, you know, NFL, NBA, MLB, or college football all on sleeper. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Andre Svechnikov or Trevor Zegris will record one or more or more or less their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minuses, and more in any given game. To win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me canes and ducks fans you can win a hundred times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability now Getting into the standout players, we've talked a lot about Seth Jarvis already, so we're not going to spend too much time on him again. You know, he had a really good night. Uh, two fantastic assists, a goal, three-point night for him. I also believe he was the official uh, first star of the game. Yes, he was. Um, and actually, the second star is another guy that I do want to bring up, and that is Jordan Martinuk. He was playing in his 600th. NHL game tonight, 353rd with the Hurricanes following him, you know, coming over from Arizona years ago. He had a goal and an assist tonight. So two point night for him. He made the right choice going to Carolina. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And and it was a weird like time to get traded, like the playoffs were going on, but obviously Carolina and Arizona both eliminated. Uh, so it was a weird time to get traded to, uh, but of course he did. And he is still here or is a letter on the front of his Jersey for a reason. So, yeah, and absolutely fantastic guy to talk to, uh, should you ever get a chance? Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic ambassador for the organization, which is great. Mm-hmm. A, a great thing to have. Um, but yeah, you know, he had a really good night as well. Um, really no complaints there from him. Uh, you know, the hurricanes, you know, you look at, you know, just the breakdown, uh, of who all netted points tonight. Um, too many, had, there was too many for Carolina. Obviously you had, uh, six different goal scores. Um, but you had 
One, two, Stephen three, I thought four, five, six, seven. Yeah, they had a lot of guys get points. Um, eight, while, nine, while, 10, while you're counting, 11, 12. I'll say one on your behalf. 13 different guys net points tonight. Yep. And on your behalf, I'll say Stefan Nason, I thought had a particularly solid game, not as good as other guys you've mentioned. But Nason was pretty solid, and he's always been a good depth piece mm-hmm. in that system. Obviously, you know, having that time with the Chicago Wolves and having that deep playoff run did help him in the long run. And I think now seeing him in the big leagues, um, he's gotten a lot more aware mm-hmm. of his teammates and just having better puck awareness. And you could see his hockey IQ is starting to show a little bit more now that he's playing in the NHL. So I'll just give credit where credit's due for Stefan Nason. Yeah, he's been a fantastic addition for the Hurricanes. They're on their bottom six. He actually played on the second line tonight uh, with um, Seth Jarvis uh, moving down to the third uh, line. Yeah. yeah. just So it, it wasn't a bad thing uh, there of him moving down there that was simply a yes for Foss coming back into the lineup um and then moving some guys around because Foss you know have him having been out for some time with an upper body injury you know kind of wanted to limit his ice time some so that was just kind of a thing there um you know and it is fun to see you know him play alongside Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martinuk um, yeah, you saw yeah. Uh, during the second period, I forget who it was, uh, shoved Jarvis down to the ice and both Martinuk and Stahl you know, came up uh, and you know, definitely roughed up the uh, Ducks player again. I uh, forget who it was. Um, yeah, I want to say I want to say it was either Robert Haig or no, it, it might have been Haig on that one. Yeah, I forget who it down. was, um, but yeah. You know, uh, I'll give him a mention, you know, just because he was the official third star, and that was Brendan Lemieux. Uh, yeah, he had. Oh, uh, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about the little fisticuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was. You know, Jack Drury uh, getting a nasty hit uh, into the boards, and yeah, then Lemieux yeah. kind of coming back up, you know, sticking up for his teammate. You know, just fine, expected. Um, you know, that he's filling the role that you know the team you know, brought him in for. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and yeah, kind of, he's not a guy you expect to you know, rack up a ton of points and whatnot. Um, that's just kind of not his role here. Yeah, he's a pest. Yeah, that's that's his role. Um, but I did want to also mention Jack Drury. I thought he had a good game tonight. I, I did like how you know he kind of took that nasty hit. Um, and then on the ensuing power play, you know, coming from said penalty against Anaheim he scores a power play goal I did like that yeah uh, because but... the Ducks are so disciplined Jared mm-hmm. did you know that the Ducks are one of the most penalized teams in the National Hockey League and they've given yeah. up almost the most power play goals this season gee willikers imagine the Ducks yeah, giving so up another power play goal yeah the yeah and that was something you know I, I said earlier um you know when I was talking about the hurricane special teams booming uh, the way yeah, it has, I mean, um, yeah, the hurricanes going one for three on the power play tonight. Bad ducks. Um, and, bad, bad, bad. 
And then, uh, you know, the Ducks did get one power play uh, attempt. They went one for five, five. on theirs. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a kind of an off night for the Hurricanes in that regard um, in taking so many penalties. But I know in yeah, that and- play we were talking about, there were several handed out there. So that's kind of where most of them came from. And I will um, go into my standout player, if I may, because you kind of just, you know, gave me the perfect segue for that, is on that power play goal, Frank Vetrano became just the third duck in franchise history to have back-to-back 20-goal seasons. You know, the other two being obvious, Korea Solani. But Frank Vetrano, who was just named to the NHL All-Star team, had a pretty ridiculous game in general. He was one of only maybe two or three Ducks that I thought played a good game. Vetrano being one of them. Troy Terry being another one that had a good half game. <laughs> I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be real here. Um, Troy Terry was paramount in getting breakaways in the second period. He was very effective in driving play on this game for, again, half a game. And I think Frank Vetrano, much deserving of that all-star selection and getting that 20th goal, that meant a lot to him because he was gunning for that. But I didn't expect him to get it this early in the season. He's on pace for 40 goals, by the way. Imagine the Ducks having a 40-goal score. I know you're used to it. You're used to having all these great goal scores, Jared. Not really. No. You have more wins in the past five years. I mean, you know, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to stop before I curse a little bit. Um, but Vetrano, I think, was my standout player for this game. He's got that incredible shot. Um, when you leave him somewhat open on the power play, that is probably the only time where the Ducks actually do score him and Mason McTavish. I still can't believe they're not on the same line, you know, Strom, McTavish, Vetrano. That was the best line the Ducks had going for most of the season. Because of injuries, they've been separated. Um, McTavish, I don't know if you saw in the third, McTavish had a wide open net and just completely sailed it over the net. That'd be like, me if I was a hockey player. <laughs> wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, Mason, what are you doing? I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Carolina still would have won. But it's just part of the frustration of the Ducks this season. When they have open shots, they're not putting them away. When they're on the PK, they're allowing teams in way too easily. I'm shocked it wasn't seven to three or eight to three or nine to three, but the Ducks were six three their stomach. Yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, that kind of comes down to the second period um, and just kind of how the Ducks battled back in that one. Brendan Moore said, uh, during the mid uh, period interview thing that you know the hurricanes came out flat uh, in the second. So you know I I kind of feel that kind of chalks up you know uh, there had they been had they been able to carry that momentum coming out of the first into the second um, that they end up getting back uh, in that third period. Uh, then I do think it could have gotten a bit uglier uh, for Anaheim. Um, but, you know, Anaheim, you know, Carolina gave Anaheim a shot. They did. <laughs> for, they did. It was, a combination, it was a combination of Carolina coming out flat in that second period 
Anaheim came out like they're, you know, what's were on fire. Mm-hmm. Like their feathers were on fire, their tail feathers. Oh, I should have said that, and I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> Come their on, tail JD. feathers were on fire. Come uh, on, JD. <laughs> I should know uh, better than that. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that was kind of where the hurricanes worried me. That was what I was worried about heading into this game that did very much feel like, oh, we're coming out of a four day break and here it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's kind of what that felt like. But, you know, we're, you've talked a lot about, you know, just the ducks as a whole this season. Uh, And I do briefly want to touch on where the, hurricanes and the ducks are at this mid-season point uh both are now 41 games in to their season so we will dive into where the hurricanes and ducks are at at the mid-season point right after this quick break folks now i know we come to talk about sports as an escape from the crazy reality of life But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, the pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my friends and loved ones or just someone I cared about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Now, mid-season point for the Canes and Ducks. The Hurricanes, it's kind of been a tale of two halves uh, with uh, this first half of the season. Uh, The first kind of half of the season was really rough. Um, They were not on the same page at all. Um, They could not put anything together. You had Brenda Moore, Stahl, among others, calling guys out in the media saying, you know, that folks weren't buying in, that they need to look in the mirror. Stars weren't stepping up. Um, and it was rough. It was bad. Um, you know, definitely some locker room issues that were going on. Um, but, you know, kind of ever since, you know, they had that players only meeting, obviously there's still kind of a rough few games following that. Uh, but they have since been able to get on the same page. Uh, you know, they're out there looking like the team we expected them to look like um, and looking like a team that was the preseason favorite to win the Stanley Cup. They're looking like that team, which is good, uh, obviously. Now, because of the season they've had uh, and they had had kind of flashes in the pan through that 
uh, rough patch of the season, I am a little bit hesitant to say, oh, heck yeah, you know, I'm all in. You know, I'm pushing all my chips to the middle. I'm a little hesitant on that, uh, and especially, you know, following, you know, this game against the Ducks. Is Pyotr Kochekov going to be out long term um, or, or some sort of extended period of time, you know, more than a game, you know? I'm a little hesitant to go all in there um, just because, you know, the one thing you know, that has consistently been an issue for the Hurricanes this season, yeah, I mean, aside you know, from this last little stretch they've been on, has been their goaltending. It has not been up to snuff this year. Uh, is You've consistently been able to point to that as a weak point for this team something they need to try to improve at the deadline. Frankly, something I still think they need to try to improve at on mm-hmm. the deadline because now you don't know when uh, Piotr is going to be back or how long he's going to be back. Freddie Anderson, I know he's able to skate again, but he's still hey, out with hey. his blood clotting issue, you know? Um, and hey, Jared. Um, the, Ducks, the Ducks have a goalie available, possibly, just saying. I know, I know. I've been thinking about it. Um, you know, uh, it's. I mean, he's he's it's now going to be interesting. But... Yeah. Okay. And that's the I'm, thing. I'm like you said, John you Gibson, all... he's hurt now. I'm going to put you on the spot here because something that I like to do is mid-season report cards, because you know this is a super-sized show anyway. It doesn't matter now, but if you were. To grade let's let's grade the defense what grade would you give the defense in the first half of the season i'll say yeah. a b plus um uh solid b high. b plus um i think i'll lean more towards a b uh simply because you know they're Obviously, it is very much a game of what have you done for me lately. Um, and lately, they have been really good. Um, and they are performing to the level we know they are capable of. Um, and they have found a rotation that works. Um, they aren't trying to shoehorn Tony D'Angelo into the lineup alongside uh, Dmitry Orlov. That just was not working. Um, that pairing was absolutely abysmal. And if they kept trying to roll that, that that grade would definitely be a lot lower, um, but they've stopped that. Uh, Orlov and Chatfield are developing you know, some nice chemistry, um, but you definitely still kind of had the stink of you know the first half of the season. That's why I'll go. I'll go solid B, um, and because obviously uh, Shea and Pashley, that's always going to be a good pairing. Jacob Slavin. Always in the mix, you know, to be an all-star, one of the best defensemen in the league. Brent Burns, he had a slow start to the season, but he has since picked it up. Um, yeah, and is definitely playing like we know him to play. Um, so that's why I'll go with a B for the defensemen. Uh they've put it together uh over the past month, month and a half or so. All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna answer this for you, but Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think there's one that I want to answer for you. 
I'm going to say your special teams get an A and just leave it at that because they, they've been amazing for most of the season. Special teams right now, both top 10 in the league. Not mm-hmm. many teams can say that. And especially, yeah, uh, you know, good Lord, the power play for Carolina is so good. It's so yeah, good. I would definitely say A, A minus when it comes to special teams because, <laughs> again, come on. Like, no, just kind of going, looking at the season as a whole, you know, uh, you kind of look back to that. Like I said, it's been a tale of two halves for them. You know, it was like a dry Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, it, you just couldn't get anything going uh, with it uh, for a bit there. You know, it, it was just horrible. Uh, it, <laughs> You're comparing like a, it to a dry Thanksgiving turkey? Oh, or, you know, uh, we are, uh, well, we're if, past if, Christmas if yours now. Is the- if yours is a dry Thanksgiving turkey, what the heck are the ducks? Uh, y'all Roasted are uh, in Christmas vacation when they cut the turkey open. <laughs> That's the ducks. And Except the it is a out. duck. <laughs> no, the ducks special teams reminds me, if we're going to go Christmas movies here, not Christmas vacation when they cut open the turkey and nothing comes out. The duck season reminds me of a Christmas story. When the bumpus dogs eat the turkey and they're forced to go to the bowling chinese restaurants and they have the duck there and they say like oh it's smiling at me and he chops off off. the duck's head yeah that's what their special teams are playing like they're playing like as a whole to be honest they're playing like a bunch of ducks with their head chopped off uh look special teams that have been more than abysmal for the Ducks this season. If I could think of a word that's worse than abysmal, I'm sure I'll come up with it momentarily. Oh, I can think of one. We just can't say it. I mean, I could think of one too that we can't say either. But we're not. We'd gonna... have to throw some quacking in over it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a rough year for the Ducks. Hopefully, they'll be able to turn it around sooner rather than later. And like you said earlier, injuries have just absolutely bitten them in the butt. Um, you know, whether or not there, you know, it make a massive difference, I don't know, but it never helps. Some difference. It'll make some difference. Yeah. Because of the types of players that have been out and it's been top talent players that have been out, I think it would make a difference in that maybe they wouldn't give up as many. But mm. I will say special teams is a big solid f and actually discipline is at an f minus the ducks are one of the most if not the most undisciplined team in the league this season they consistently take stupid penalty after stupid penalty to the point and i'll use this word it's disgraceful it is disgraceful how the special teams have been going, especially on the penalty kill. You know that the Ducks are leading the league in too many men penalties. They're almost at 10. When there are several teams... take that many? I know. I know. Like The Hurricanes hardly ever get called for that. They're like maybe like two or three a season. Because they know how to count. They know how to freaking count to five, Jared. They go one, two. <laughs> they can't. They can't physically count to five. It's so ridiculous. 
Oh, wow. I think the and, Ducks need to hire a kindergarten teacher for their coaching staff. <laughs> it, it feels like it a lot because, you know, if a team gets one of my know, friends of is home, a math teacher, do you want me to give you their contact info? Please, please. <laughs> because I know you'll agree with me on this, you know, like holding penalties, tripping penalties, like a yeah. lot of those penalties, like most are obvious, but some of them are subjective. But the one penalty that is not subjective is too many men. Like mm-hmm. you can easily see six uh, at least once this season, seven men on the ice. Are you effing joking? Yes. The ducks had one time this season, legit seven men on the ice. Of course they freaking get called for that. It still it's, wouldn't make a difference. It's the most undisciplined and you know, the penalty that always comes back to bite you in the butt. And looking at just these special team stats this season, because it's really bad, Jared. Do you want to know how many power play goals the Ducks have given up this season? I want to take a shot at this. We'll go Price's ride style without going over. They're 41 games in, correct? Um, 41 games in. You said power play goals. I will go with 26. Oh, it's it's higher than that. At oh, least it's you didn't go over. Yeah. It's higher oh, than that. Higher than 26? Yeah, uh, it is. 30. Still higher. 30. Six. Oh my! The Ducks Lord. have allowed almost power play goal per game. How bad is that? I was giving y'all too much credit. That's oh man, really bad. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> You're that's giving rough. the Ducks credit, really? Oh, you're so nice. You're so nice. <laughs> hey, you know, I'd, um, you know, I I always say, you know, in games, you know, like tonight, you know. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily matter these standings per se, yeah, you know, because anything can happen on any given night. Um, you know, it at the end of the day, you know, despite you know, Anaheim being where they are at in the standings, Carolina being where they at, they these are NHL teams. Um, so anything can happen on any given night, but tonight, you know, the inevitable happened. Um uh, oh, come on. We, Thanos. we we both knew what was gonna happen. We knew well, I, I like I was telling you, you know, this was a this could be a trap game through and through for the hurricanes. Um I remember last I believe it was last year, uh they were playing Arizona and they got shut out for nothing at home. Um in a game that they should have won. It should have been the inverse uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've seen time and time again of the Hurricanes fall to the trap game. Hey, they did it earlier this year to Anaheim, uh, you know, when the score See, was inverted. That, that didn't feel like a trap game because it was A, early yeah, it was in the so early, and B, everybody was healthy. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, as soon as, soon as I saw the news that Z and Mintikov long term and share it with for this but i actually earlier in the day soon as the injury news went out 
I said the Ducks are going to get smoked and said why. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually yeah. texted, they're going to get smoked because so-and-so's mm-hmm. injured, he got traded. Now they're injured. I'm like, well, great. They're all hurt. Of course they're going to yeah. lose. This wasn't a trap game. We knew. We knew. Sorry, yeah, Ducks fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, for the Hurricane offense, I would give that probably a solid A. Um, yeah, because yeah. in the same grade, yeah, as uh, I would say A, A minus, uh, simply, you know, like everything else, you kind of factor in, you know, the first half of the first half of the season, um, where it wasn't great. Um, yeah, C minus for the Ducks. That's my Ducks grade for offense, a C, C minus minus. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would say A A minus for, for the Hurricanes. Probably because more A minus. There was, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. the reason I'm not giving it a D or an F, um, the Ducks did have that one stretch where they were scoring a lot of goals, mm-hmm. and it it's mainly on the backs of Frank Vitrano, Mason McTavish, and Ryan mm-hmm. Strom, only because of that line. And the relative success they had early in the season when they had that nice little run going of like maybe a 10 game run where the Ducks almost looked unstoppable. That's the only reason why it doesn't get an F or a D. They were actually scoring some goals. Mm-hmm. Defense, that's a D minus. Uh, penalty killing, big fat F. Discipline, big fat F. And I'll give one more grade just because I always kind of ask this one um Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the home arena experience this season i always grade it because i tried to go to at least one or two games before the halfway point of the season and i did and i i like the in-game entertainment and of course i always give an a this is more my shout out to Lindsay ember who's the organist for the anaheim ducks she always plays the duck the ducktails theme during intermission. So I always awesome. just give high marks for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been to but, one yeah, game those... this so far this year. It was a home game against Buffalo. I uh, went with a friend of mine. Um they won that game, which is great, obviously. Um it was back in November. I'd went, uh, it was kind of when things were rough for the hurricanes, but they were able to come away with the win. Obviously getting to see a storm surge in person anytime is great. Never going to complain about okay. that. Um, okay, uh, fine. <laughs> you know, um, but it, I'm interested to see how the remainder of this season goes. Um, for both teams, you know, can it go from bad to worse for the Ducks? Um, you know, like, like like you said tonight, John Gibson got hurt, you know, and that could be god-awful, you know, heading into the next games. Um, and, you know, just the way injuries have piled up for Anaheim, you know, is that, that, that would hurt any team, you know, whether mm-hmm. at, they're at the top or the bottom of the standings. JD, um, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, buddy. 
Yeah, I, I know. Uh, you're only a couple spots ahead of him. Uh, look today. Yeah. Obviously, San Jose was last, um, but Anaheim was 29th. Uh, when I looked at the league standings and obviously in the division, yeah, y'all were right there together. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, for the hurricanes, it'll be really interesting to see how things go. Yeah. Offense having heated up defense. Um, you found, you know, combinations that work. Like I said earlier, they're not trying to shoehorn, uh d'angelo into that third pairing where it just was not working um yeah you know alongside yeah, Orlov, that pairing was interesting that pairing was abysmal uh and they've stepped away from it they kind of only use him in an 11 7 uh type situation at this point which is fine you know even when he's out there it's still not like he makes much of a difference uh even when they were shoehorning him in uh Offense again has heated up. Aho and Svetch have been absolutely on fire. Uh, had Svetch not missed so much time mm-hmm. due to injury, I very much think uh, he would be in the All Star mix if he wasn't already named an official All Star. Um, Seth Jarvis, of course, you know he's having a phenomenal season. We've talked about him a lot this episode. Um, yeah, he's in the mix for being an all-star. I think, yeah, the main issue for them right now is honestly just their goaltending. Who knows how long Kochekov will be out yeah. if he's going to miss time. Ranta, uh, he's looking good now, but I said earlier, yeah, father time is catching up to him now. Um, you know, he's uh, getting older. Um, yeah, injuries have piled yeah, up, yeah. and yeah, he's already had his stint in the AHL this season. Um, and then, you know, can he maintain a level of play that we know he's capable of? Um, and then Frederick Anderson, he's been out since the beginning of November with a blood clotting issue. Who knows when he'll be back. So goaltending is just the biggest thing for the Hurricanes heading into the second half of the season. I think they still got to get a goalie at the deadline. Um, you know, especially if, Kochekov's going to continue to miss time, especially if you have no idea when Anderson will be back. So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for the Hurricanes. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, Gibson, he's now injured. So, you know, you know, who knows how long he'd be out if that would be a guy they'd want to go for. Um yeah, it's just uh, that's gonna be the interesting thing for the Hurricanes. Yeah, I'll give my interesting thing for the Ducks is where are they going to go in the trade deadline and how many of their assets, you know, can they get like something of value for? Mm -hmm. Like I had a list of a bunch of guys that are likely going to get traded at the deadline. One of them being Silverberg. Other one being. You ready? Yeah. Henrik. I think Adam Henry came to be There's <laughs> a little bit of lag. Um, yeah, so my two names, 
two of them, Silverberg and Henrique. And I think Henrique is going to get dealt this trading deadline. He could certainly use his veteran presence to help a team down the stretch towards the playoffs. I think he's possibly going to bring back something decent of value. Mm -hmm. I know the Ducks have this the last few off-seasons, and it's going to continue again, where they're going to be sellers at the deadline. So it's a matter of what kind of picks they can get back for guys on expiring contracts. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be a big kind of just question mark for the Ducks the next few weeks. There we go. Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, going to be they Drysdale. Yeah, yeah, uh the, you've already made that, that move. Um mm, mm. Uh, I know you were loving that one. You're lagging again. Right now, internet is a little wonky right on both our sides. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a sign, isn't it, Jared? That we should wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I will go ahead and hit the outro. So, give me. Oh, oh, now you're a black screen. Okay, there you are. Okay. I shouldn't be a black screen because I see you fine. Well, okay. Let's, let's yeah. wrap it up quickly. Um, so I'll I'll start. Um, the fine folks can find me on, t- sorry, X at StimpyJD. And the show's X is at LO underscore Ducks. You can find this podcast on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, at free on Amazon. We're also on the YouTubes. So check us out there. Uh, you could email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. You could yell at me if you want. You could also find me doing the public address for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Let's get fired up, y'all. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Good fun. Obviously, you can find uh, you know, Locked on Hurricanes on social media at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Uh, you find the podcast wherever you get your podcast, find it over on YouTube. And JD is obviously modeling our extremely comfort, comfortable locked on beanies. I wear mine all the time at work when I have to work in the dairy and frozen departments. A uh, quick shout out. I wore mine up in Seattle during the winter classic. And someone said, Oh, you're part of locked on. That's so cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, oh, my I love I love wearing that thing. Uh, mine is in the washing machine at the moment. Uh, my dog, he decided he was going to jump up on me outside and I got some mud on it. So uh, it had to get washed. But in the meantime, folks, make sure again, you're following us all along on social Aww. media and make sure you're tuning into our respective next episodes. And don't forget, as always, Let's go Canes and always fly in a V formation for the Ducks.